Welcome to Law Firm Movers and Shakers, a show where we interview firm owners, talk about their journey, and share their knowledge across social media. I'm Joe Bravo, Senior Brand Ambassador to Get Stepped Up and your podcast host. Here at Get Stepped Up, we help people delegate their weight to freedom. You can achieve more by doing less. And I know that in order for your business to grow, you need the right people with you. So stick around and I'll tell you how you can be a guest in our 15-minute show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Law Firm Movers and Shakers. Today's guest is Nick Proxel. Nick, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure having you. Uh, Nick, can you tell people a little, a little bit about yourself, about your law practice? What do you do? Absolutely, yeah. So I'm originally from Lincoln, Nebraska. Growing up, uh, you know, I always had an entrepreneurial itch. Um, I went, ended up getting my undergrad degree in accounting. Um, and then I went to law school at the University of Colorado. Um, and I always had a passion uh, for entrepreneurship. Um, and so I, I, I found that opening my own law firm um, allowed me to both scratch that itch in terms of owning a business as well as working with entrepreneurs. And so my law practice is primarily to help businesses form, grow, and sell. I also do some real estate work, uh, buying, selling, leasing. Um, but for the most part, I work in you know helping companies form, grow, and sell. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... I want to get this very clear because now I think this just set the tone for the rest of the podcast. You view yourself as a business owner or as an entrepreneur before looking at yourself as a lawyer or is it the other way around? I definitely see myself as more of an entrepreneur than just a lawyer, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so from your perspective, what's the difference from someone that says just like, okay, I want to become a lawyer versus someone that says, I want to be a business owner? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the big thing for us that's different is that, um, you know, starting starting uh, something from the ground up as well. So my law partner and I started the firm together right out of law school, which is a little bit um, atypical. Um, and, and we basically knew that, hey, we wanted to be the, you know, the captains of our own destiny. Um, and so I think the big differentiating point is that we've had those moments of the struggle ourselves, right? Even though we're lawyers, we didn't come out and have big cushy jobs and think about, you know, the struggles of starting a business. Conceptually, you know, we drove Lyft and ate canned beans because we didn't have any money to, you know, for the first couple months, right? And so I think that's the biggest thing where why I identify more as an entrepreneur is just that um, I think I have a unique perspective on not only the law, but also of, of how, you know, how, how businesses operate and, and how they're best um, executed, right? I mean, because I think that oftentimes lawyers speak of things in theory and, and it's all about, hey, full on risk mitigation and, you know, don't do this and don't do that. Whereas we're able to offer a perspective of understanding, hey, there are risks, but how do we identify and mitigate as many of the risks as possible without uh, taking away from your ability to um, capture the upside in, in business, right? Because I think in, in, in small business, especially, you have to take risks to, to win and you just have to make sure they're calculated risks. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree with you 100%. I think I don't know. Maybe this is just my perspective, but uh, if I just start as a lawyer and keep my mindset as a lawyer, then I believe that my growth path is sort of limited because I can achieve that at a very young stage in my life and probably say, okay, then this is it. 
But as a business owner, there's always opportunity for growth. There's always looking at how the business is actually running and looking at different, uh, well, even the, <laughs> the big mistakes that we might be making instead of saying, okay, I made it and this is how it should run. I think that only having like, this is the type of professional that I want to become mentality, not necessarily saying lawyer, but just like limiting myself to just a simple idea. Uh, it might make me get stuck in my own way. Like it, that, that might take me to success for a couple of years, but then it might just drag me down because I don't move with change versus a business owner, which a business owner has to constantly have to look at how the world is evolving, how I'm going to take this to the next generation. And well, I believe that for someone like you that started with that mentality, like from the get go, then you're able to have a much broader perspective on what a law firm can, what your law firm can become and the different type of clients that you work with, because you just said you like working with businesses and you do, you view this as the CPA as well, right? Uh, so I'm not, I am not in, a, I am not a licensed CPA. I have an accounting background in terms of, uh, but I never, because I went to law school, I never actually became a CPA because I didn't like work it. I didn't take the CPA exam, but that is the accounting background. Right, because the CPA is just like a, you know, a certification for accountants. Um, and so I have the accounting knowledge and background, but I'm just, I'm not a licensed CPA. So, but that understanding the numbers, I think works really well for, for advising clients as well, because then you're able to talk to both the legal aspect, as well as at least understand, you know, speak the language of the numbers, right? You know, certainly we're we're not. We know we know when we need to loop in the CPAs to do certain more expertized things, but yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that that that's part of what I meant. Like you have a broader perspective on how to look at a specific scenario or a specific issue, and you know when to involve other people in it. So having a background, absolutely. it does make you like very dangerous in that area, but in a good way, you know. Uh, so right. Why small businesses though? Is it because uh, you wanted to get yourself involved with people with the same mentality or did you see a niche in there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm just passionate about entrepreneurship. And so for me, um, you know, working with other passionate entrepreneurs is is what keeps things, you know, that that's what you get out of bed for, right, is, is helping other passionate entrepreneurs and things like that. Because ultimately, I mean, the practice of law, um, you know, involves a lot of reading and reviewing fine print. And so uh, to me, you know, working with small businesses and understanding that, hey, this isn't just, uh, you know, reading and reviewing fine print. It's, hey, I'm helping this person achieve their dream and not only achieve it, but protect it. Right. I think that that's a big thing to me is that, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they risk everything to start a business. And if they're not making sure that they have the legal in place, then they could put in all this work and then things could fall through because they, they weren't adequately legally protected. And so that's why I'm really passionate about helping small business owners because people put it all on the line and people who are willing to put it all on the line, I, I want to help them and protect them and make sure that they're, you know, not, not losing everything they worked hard for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing about being a business owner is it's very stressful. It's um, the mentality that a business owner has not now, not comparing it necessarily versus a lawyer, but versus an employee, which is the employee feels a little bit more secure. 
And a business owner right. is always thinking about, okay, how I'm going to make it to the next stage or the next quarter or keep it running or grow it even more or starting to look at the metrics on the numbers and it's going down. So the pressure that a business owner tends to feel is just immense because there's a huge responsibility in it. So knowing that you're able to help so many different businesses means there's many families involved and all of them are reaching a level of stability in part also because of what you're doing and also because of the vision of that each business owner has as well. So it is a very stressful situation to be in. And for people that are like attempting to become that, uh, I'm wondering, how do you deal with that type of stress? How do you deal with the, the stress of being a business owner? Yeah, with, with that responsibility, like feeling it on the shoulders instead of just waiting for the next month to happen or the next thing to come and just place itself in front of you because I think it's the difference between receiving and going out and hunting. Yeah. I mean, so for me, you know, when people work with me, uh, oftentimes, because I've been through this more times typically than they have just in working with clients and then in owning businesses myself, um, you know, um, I'm able to assess things usually in a more calm manner. And oftentimes that is our role as lawyers, right? To not only assess a situation and help legally, but to somewhat take that stress off of our client's shoulders and give them peace. Because right, ultimately, when you drill down on it, what we do as lawyers is we provide peace of mind. Um, you know, we, we provide legal protection, but what that really does is for a business owner, it takes some of that stress off of their shoulders and helps them sleep easier at night, knowing that they have an expert in their corner to protect them and make sure that things are, things are going to be buttoned up. And so I, I view that and I take that very seriously. I mean, I think when people trust me with their, with, with their dreams and with, with what they're passionate about, I take it very seriously and I make sure that I'm, you know, I do right by them. And so I'm, I'm proud to, to do that. Okay. I, I like that. I think it's a very honorable calling when, when you view it exactly as that, because, you know, sometimes people get this idea that lawyers want to become a lawyer because the big money, the big cars, all the fame and the flash, and you know, that's just TV. <laughs> that's just the social media. It's not necessarily like that. I see that people there, the, the true lawyers are very dedicated to their clients and they want to do this because either they want to help, they want to protect. And what we do is it, it just delivers such a big level of satisfaction that I don't know. This is my way of thinking. Correct me if I'm wrong, but being able to make a, a, a profit out of that without abusing anybody in the process, which is just great. It makes just going out for a meal or celebrating something, even if it's just the holidays or a victory, it makes it like the food tastes so much sweeter. It, like there's nothing that's just hanging on top of me. I don't know if you have that type of sensation throughout your career, especially with your wins or just like on your day-to-day -day enjoying life. Absolutely. I mean, I think that to me, entrepreneurship is a means to not only have, uh, you know, be self-sufficient, but to live a lifestyle that most people aren't able to. Um, and I think that I'm passionate about trying to help people be able to live that lifestyle because I know that for me, I couldn't imagine living any other way, um, have being, being the captain of my own ship you know, being able to, and so absolutely, I mean, you know, when you take vacations and you don't have to, you know, uh, worry about things going wrong. And th I mean, absolutely. I mean, I enjoy life every day. I live a blessed life already. So um, for me, absolutely. I mean, entrepreneurship has given me a life I could have never dreamed of. And I hope to help other people do that as well. Mm -hmm. And well, 
I see you like you're very confident when you talk about this. Were you always like that, or was was there a moment when you started? Because you did say when you started your your journey with your partners was like, okay, we got to be the captains of our own ship. But you know that is kind of scary. <laughs> like I'm just thinking about it. Like okay, I'm fresh out of law school. Let's go ahead. Let's like just veer our ship into a storm and let's take it. So that can be kind of scary. Were you, were you always that confident when you were on that path or did you sort of develop that confidence while you were just acquiring the different levels of experience that you've acquired? You know, I think it's a, I think there's ups and downs at every stage. I think that I don't necessarily think that I was less confident and more scared at the beginning and I've become more confident and less scared now. I mean, to some extent, certainly, but I think it's a lot of this, right? As it kind of goes up, right? There were moments at the beginning. I mean, a lot of people say, hey, that must've been so risky. I mean, we never reviewed it as a risky endeavor, right? We didn't have anything anyways. When we were coming out of law school, neither of us had any money or anything. You know, we didn't have the wife or kids or any obligations. It was kind of just like, hey, you know, we need to do this to, to, to survive. And it was kind of you know, it was kind of fun, honestly. I mean, I think that, I think that in a lot of ways, and I think probably a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to it. Sometimes when you're in those early days and you don't have much, that can be some of the most exciting times because you you are, you're just kind of like, you know, running around with the dream. So um, it was, I, I definitely think that confidence builds over time. Um, but you still have days where you're like, you know, imposter syndrome of like, hey, like, could I really be, you know, the the guy doing this or whatever it is, right? So I think that, you know, as in life generally, right, there's always ups and downs and there's always, um, you know, times where you're going to feel scared. There's going to be moments when you when you don't know if you're going to make ramp. You know, there's going to be times where you feel like you did something wrong or you, you, you said the wrong thing or you, you know, whatever it is, right? And you have to just, I think to me, you just always have to keep a good perspective in mind of, of the grand scheme, right? I think that that trying to quiet your mind and focus on just always putting one foot in front of the other is, is how you kind of calm that, that fear and gain confidence. Okay, so, you know, all of this has been, I've been viewing this, everything from the entrepreneurial mindset, but now I'm starting to look at that lawyer mindset, you're like very calm, very <laughs> centered, very analytical, yeah. same time, very grounded. Um, I like very much where you're coming from. And I think that you're right. Like when you're starting, like when you're starting your career like that, it's like, okay, I got nothing to lose and everything to gain. I do see the excitement in there as well. Okay, let's go for it. Let's just make a push and we're going to get it. And you actually did. So I'm very happy for you that, that you've accomplished that and you've accomplished your law firm the way that you wanted to. So I'm thinking respectfully, maybe without mentioning names or any type of super specifics, can you tell us one of those lows and one of those highs in your career? Like, what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would say probably, uh, well, I'll start with with a high. I think the the high... The for one of the biggest highs I remember for the first time was the first time um, we paid ourselves a uh, thousand bucks, and it's crazy to think back on now. But I remember the first time that we like paid ourselves a thousand dollars. I thought it was the most money in the world, um, and it was so that was that was cool. I'd say probably probably uh, one of the lower parts was I had built. Uh, relationships with a lot of people in a company um and 
multiple like a and we did a lot of work with them and we had one transaction where the opposing party acted in a manner that made the transaction that we were we were looking at you know there was this there was basically this pull where the company who was which was a business brokerage you know was saying hey this deal needs to close this deal needs to close but me and like in my duty for to my client obviously you know advise them hey look i mean ultimately it's your choice but you know i think there are these risks and i think you should consider these things and this client ended up deciding to walk away from the deal based on that advice um and the business brokerage basically like cut all ties with us because they thought it was our fault. And so that was, I would say that was probably the the biggest low of kind of in my, in my practice career, just because, you know, when you, when you, when you work and, and believe so wholeheartedly and always doing the right thing and always like doing right by the people who trust you and to see that, like you doing that, kind of you know I, I don't regret I would I would do that every time right I always do right by my client but it was just a little disheartening when you think you have personal relationships and people who understand and then for them to basically turn out to be a little scummy was was not ideal mm-hmm. yeah I, I hear you so, so it's it's an unexpected result from something that it's just that it's just an unexpected result not like or an unintended result i i I rather say that because you know when you talk about that low and about that high i imagine there's a lot of maturity coming from both because you mentioned okay those first thousand bucks and 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 that's just it feels like a million dollars back then and then the relationships that can come with an unintended result there's a lot of growth when you live the type of situations and one of the things that I really like about business owners and about lawyers is that you tend to live that constantly. And I'm not saying the lows all the time, but you didn't, you do tend to live uh, sort of like that up and down scale, which I think it gives a, a person such a level of maturity that allows you to see life and situations very differently. And if you're focused on sure. as a business attorney, then you're able to see that perspective from a perspective that affects organizations. So you tend to see trends and you tend to see what flows and what doesn't. So it gives you a very different perspective from the world, which is very valuable and not everybody understands. So that's why I'm thinking also like very valuable that you start with the business mentality, not necessarily with the lawyer mentality, because lawyers tend to look at things in black and white. But business tends to look at things with so many other like range of colors. So I don't know if uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, in terms of what I mentioned as well earlier, I mean, I think that a lot of lawyers um, are unrelatable. I mean, I think that they 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 give advice in in a vacuum and, and the world is not a vacuum, right? The world is a very imperfect place. And so you have to be able to advise and, you know, you have to be able to assess what's going on and advise through ever-changing circumstances. And so I think that, you know, that that's where our kind of differentiating as being entrepreneurs ourselves really helps us build great relationships with clients um, because they know that, hey, we're not our, our job isn't to just, you know, tell them no to everything and try to send them 40 emails that cover our backs. You know, it's about, hey, 
you know, how, how do we look at what you're trying to achieve and how do we execute that in the most risk-free manner? And maybe it will be very risky, but what, what our job is, is to help you execute on your business with the least risk that we can possibly have. Mm -hmm. It's trying to do right by them, right? It's absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that's the way it should be. And you know, lawyers tend to get a reputation and, it couldn't be further from the truth, at least from the people that I've met, uh, like so far in my career. There are those type of lawyers. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like, there's always one out of every ten that they always look for a fight, and then they give bad reputation to the profession itself. But then you get people that can get such an insight and perspective on how businesses can be done, how things can be successful, and how you can help out other people and just make a profit. Everybody can make a profit out of that, which is fair to say i think it's more than decent so it's it's i like the way that this is going like the way that the, you're achieving your growth which leads me to kind of my next question so growing pains uh i'm wondering which type of growing pains have you faced and how have you handled them yeah i mean i think one of the biggest growing pains we had was when we you know as people who sell our time i think one of the biggest growing pains we had was how do we stop spending time doing things that are not our highest use. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we had some good help. Um, we had some good help. We had some bad help. Um, and we found our current, um, you know, she could have so many titles. I mean, marketing manager, office manager, she does so many things for us Paige, I think that was really helped us get, get through, and it's been critical to our growth, um, um, having her on the team to, to help us kind of take, take that stuff off of our plate so that we could focus on, on executing the mission. Another growing pain we had is, I mean, we had our first, uh, attorney who hire, it was like a law student for the summer this summer, and he was awesome. Um, but we basically sat back at the end of that and we were like, Hey, I don't know if we really want to grow in that manner yet i mean i think that that's something people always have to remember as well right is that you know you 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 are an entrepreneur not to just grow 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 always it's always about blending in you know your quality of life as well um and for us we you know it's just a different kind of stress managing other people um and training them and everything like that and and it's great for some people but for us we decided at least for now we're like yeah we just we'll just stay just the three of us, my law partner and I, and then Paige. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense, like absolute sense when, when the question is growing pains and you go for, yeah, the people that are part or, or that can form this or that integrate this, this business and, 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 and this group and, and this vision that we've got, it makes absolute sense that that's where you place the attention. So now I'm thinking for someone like you, how would you describe talented people that you they for you who is a talented person to me the most talented people are the people who have proactivity um i think that that was something that i found early on is that you can teach people who are willing to learn and who are proactive in learning that you can teach them anything and i think that that proactivity is key because when somebody comes to you if you say hey can you do this for me you know there's a lot of reasons resources, you know, Google it, try to figure it out, right? The people who are willing to try to figure it out before they come back to you and ask questions, 
you know, our, our, our goal, because that's going to be, so you as a business owner, the reason you bring someone onto your team is so that you do less work. If you, or at least you can do work or you can work the same amount, but focus on things that are your highest use. Right. Um, whereas if people constantly come to you and need handholding and instruction, you, you it, they're kind of not doing the, the whole point of what you hired them to do. Right. Whereas when you have somebody who you can say, Hey, do this for me. And they go and they give it a shot. They, they, they try to research it. They try to figure it out at least before they ask you questions. Then they're coming back to you and they're like, Hey, I made an attempt. And it's usually, you know, at least a good amount of the way there. And then you can kind of give feedback as opposed to trying to, um, offer up insight from the ground level. So I think that to me, that is what makes it to me, that is what makes the most successful people is the willingness to be given something and say, Hey, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like showing, because I think it's also part of carrying your weight, right? Like I'm not just in here for just waiting for the time or the clock to stop. I'm also here to make my part and, and, and I want to make a difference in there because that's also the difference between someone that's just in it for a paycheck and then for someone that's in for part of the vision, because I want to make a difference and I want to be part of the team. And it's not easy to find. They're like definitely not easy to find. Uh, for me, uh, I'm from offshore, right? So in another country, uh, such as in like Mexico, it's very weird for us to hear such a term as the great resignation. Like what? <laughs> Why are people just not, not wanting to be a part of? And I do understand also because some times are changing and and even the, the, the working scenario is changing, everything is going digital and people don't like going back in office. So now they're developing like hybrid models. So I'm wondering, uh, where does your firm stand when it comes to the recent changes that have come or that, that, that the law practice has undergone, like everything going virtual, doing Zoom meetings, the, the distance that we now have, mm -hmm. adapting to that new modality of working because law firms were evolving before or everything needed to become remote. And when the pandemic hit, it's just like it, it happened on steroids. And now it, it now it's such a part of even the lawyer lifestyle. Like they don't, not, many of the lawyers don't want to go back. And many of the people that used to work in office, they don't want to go back. It's a lot more effective. It's a lot faster. So where do you stand on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always I'm a little bit old school and that I still prefer to meet people in person if they're if they're willing to. But absolutely. I mean, we we have Zoom capabilities and, um, you know, re, you know, remote work for me, our actual so Paige, who I mentioned, she she doesn't even live in the same state as as our law firm. Um, so we we're, we're certainly open to that in terms of like who who works for us and where people work. I mean, for us, it's as long as you're handling your business, um, you know, you could do it from Antarctica. I don't care. <laughs> okay. And for someone that's wanting to grow a firm, like, like let's say that you look at someone that reminds you of yourself and of your partner at the moment that you were just like fresh out of law school and about to hang your shingle. Uh, if you could give them advice on how you could build a practice which is similar to what you have, what would you say to them? I think the biggest thing is perseverance. I mean, I think that you have to just be willing to put down, you know, one good brick a day. You can't build everything in one day. and You can't build everything in a year. But what I've seen in entrepreneurship is that I think that the number one factor that leads to success is 
being just willing to stay in the game. Um, I think that over time, you know, if you're willing to put in good work, if you're willing to treat people right and do the right thing, um, you know, over time you'll have success. And so I think it's really just about always make sure, you know, always make sure, you know, everything you do has to be five-star, right? Every client that you serve, you need to treat with five-star service. Every person you interact with, make, make sure you're always keeping that uh, reputation very, very dialed in. But if you're willing to do that and consistently do that in the face of adversity over the course of 18 to months to three years, I think that people will typically start seeing fairly substantial success in that time period. Wow. Yeah, it speaks a lot about determination and drive and yeah, like you got to put in the effort. If not, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen overnight. I mean, or the stories where you hear stories of people just achieving that overnight, uh, but not going or not developing or at least keeping the discipline that's needed to maintain that type of thing. It just can be like, it can disappear as fast as it came to you. It can just go away. So I believe that you have what it takes to build something that's meant to last. Uh, and I also, I don't know why, I think I have this feeling that you you started your business thinking the exact same way. Like I wanna build something that's gonna last. For sure. So how do you view yourself and your practice within the next like five years? Absolutely, I mean, so what I would love to do is just continue to work with great clients. Um, I think that, over the next five years, it would be great to just continue, just continue becoming more efficient, just continue to be able to help more, help more clients, help more people, um, do good work, help, help with more sophisticated deals or things like that. And, um, you know, for me, it's, it, that, that's really what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes for, for people, and I've also noted this in the lawyer profession, like there's, a lot of people tend to be or want to be very perfectionist with what they do because this job demands perfection. And 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 that's very fair. You got to be fair with other people as well. But you also got to be careful to avoid burning out and you got to be careful avoiding like just overdoing it. What do you do in order to avoid exactly that? Absolutely. I mean, I think that you always have to have balance in your life, right? I mean, so I think that... You know, I think that for me, I enjoy what I do. So burnout isn't necessarily like always something that I'm too concerned about. But I do. I mean, I, I set I set healthy boundaries. Right. I mean, there there are times at night when I, you know, um, stop stop responding. Right. I, I, I say, hey, like I'm done for the night or if I go on vacation, I, you know, I do. Uh, I take the time off. and I don't I don't. Uh, you know, I'd let people know and I, I don't work. Um, and so for me, that's the big thing is you have to be willing to set healthy boundaries because especially as a lawyer, I mean, ultimately what you're doing, right, is you are taking people's problems on. And if you let that, you know, if you if you don't take time for yourself, if you don't do these things, then then it, it will crush you. Yes, 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 yes. That's That's part of that pressure and that stress that we were talking about when we started this podcast. Like, there's a lot of responsibility behind all of those words and all those agreements, every single action that you take. So if you're not careful, it makes a lot of sense. Like you can totally take that with you and it just keeps adding up and adding up. Like, and I also don't think it's because someone can overwork themselves like that. I've known people that have been 
victims of burnout just being a stay-at-home parent, which is kind of weird. Like you're demanding yourself so much because you want to achieve perfection at everything that that boundary is just not set. Uh, Nick, one last question before we go. I want to be very mindful of your time. Uh, please, can you let people know where they can find you and what you can do for them? Absolutely, yeah. So the best way to get in touch with us is to go to our website, www.troxelfitchlaw.com. Um, and that is going to be the best way to get a hold of us. Um, and so, yeah, give you know, check it out and, and give us a call. Well, guys, you heard it. Nick Troxel. Nick, thank you very much for joining us. And I hope to have you as a return guest in the future. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Law Firm Movers and Shakers, where we interview successful law firms and business owners. If you found anything interesting during our latest episode, feel free to share. If you know someone that would make an awesome guest, Tag them on any of our social media. You can also tag me on any post or guest suggestion, and I'll share a free resource with you. If you found the show entertaining, show it by subscribing, giving us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. This means the world to us. Want to know more? Visit our website at getstaffedup.com. And make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Get Staffed Up. Visit podcast.getstaffedup.com slash podcast dash guest to be on our show. Thank you for listening. This is Joe signing off.